Welcome to Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Here's a look at some of our Caribbean headlines for today. Barbados's Prime Minister Motley repeats call for end to U.S. embargo on Cuba. Puerto Rico gets a 5.1 million federal allocation for pandemic recovery. Jamaica House approves regulations to improve corporate governance of public bodies. Grenada Co-op Bank profits 9.9 million EC for 2021-2020 year. New legislation expected to enhance fiscal responsibility in Dominica's public finances. And COVAX tells St. Vincent to pay for vaccines donated to Trinidad. These and other stories on today's Pulse of the Caribbean. Caribbean News Roundup for Thursday, December 9th. We start a report today in Barbados. Barbados Today reports that Prime Minister Mia Motley joined her regional counterparts on CARICOM Cuba Day on Wednesday, lauding Cuba's contribution to regional development and calling for an end to the U.S. economic embargo on the Spanish-speaking country. She also praised Cuba's contribution to the region, particularly during the current COVID-19 pandemic. Cuba's opening of its tertiary educational facilities to Caribbean youths and its highly recognized eye care program, Operacion Milagro, aimed primarily at seniors suffering from cataracts, have been an immense value for decades, the Barbadian leader said as CARICOM celebrated 49 years of formal diplomatic relations with Havana. However, its outreach to Barbados and other many CARICOM neighbors with nurses and doctors to join the battle against COVID-19 trumps all others. The depth of this gesture becomes even more apparent when we acknowledge that this was not a country giving of its surplus, but a neighbor helping neighbors while itself battling the same scourge. She expressed hope that next year's celebration of the 50th anniversary of diplomatic relations will be against the backdrop of the total removal of the embargo. Prime Minister Motley said when the leaders of Barbados, Trinidad and Tobago, Jamaica and Guyana decided on December 8, 1972, that they would send a message to the world that the isolation of Cuba was wrong and they would no longer be a part of it. They were establishing a philosophy that states that fairness and equity would govern their country's relationships with all others. She noted that nearly a half century later, while the Cuban people continue to suffer the ill effects of the embargo, it was heartening to see the number of countries across the globe that have followed the bold stance of those four countries. In his message, CARICOM chairman Antigua and Barbuda Prime Minister Gaston Brown said, the symbolic and courageous historic act of Barbados, Guyana, Jamaica, and Trinidad and Tobago had evolved over the years into a fruitful and mutually beneficial relationship that was based on solidarity. CARICOM and Cuba have a lot of which they can be proud, a growing friendship spanning almost half a century in a rare milestone in the history of any relationship, he said, adding that CARICOM countries place great value on the strong and enduring bonds with Havana. 
News is my business reports that the U.S. Department of Commerce has awarded Puerto Rico $5.1 million through the American Rescue Plan to integrate tourism into distressed urban areas with activities that focus on local artists, cultural influences, and community involvement. The funds are a part of a global $196 million in America Rescue Plan state travel, tourism, and outdoor recreation grants to 24 states and territories. Rebuilding the travel and tourism industry is a key component of the Biden administration's plan to build back better and restore the competitiveness of the United States on the global stage, said Secretary of Commerce Gina Raimondo. The state tourism grant gives states and territories the flexibility and opportunity to boost their local tourism industry and ensure jobs are restored and tourists return safely, she said. The funds are a part of the EDA's $750 million American Rescue Plan Travel, Tourism and Outdoor Recreation Program, which includes $510 million in state tourism grants. These investments will support marketing, infrastructure, workforce and other projects to rejuvenate safe leisure, business, and international travel. With today's awards, all 59 states and territories have received a state tourism grants, the agency confirmed. Jamaica Information System reports that the public body's management and accountability, nomination selection and appointment to boards regulations was approved by Jamaica's House of Representatives on December 7. Piloting the legislation, the Minister of Finance and Public Service, Dr. the Honorable Nigel Clark said, the regulations represent a seminal tool towards achieving good corporate governance in respect of public bodies. There are approximately 146 public bodies in Jamaica, which are responsible for significant resources. In addition, there are 54 self-financing public bodies that have revenues that exceed $325 billion per year. So public bodies have significant responsibilities. With this level of revenues and this level of capital expenditures, public bodies have significant procurement and contracting responsibilities. We depend on the boards of public bodies for governance and stewardship that oversees the preparation of their budgets and their corporate plan and the achievement of public policy objectives, Dr. Clark said. He added that failures in governance, therefore, can have grave consequences. The regulations are not perfect. They represent a work in progress towards a more perfect system of governance, Dr. Clark argued. He informed that the financial secretary will be responsible for the creation of a database of prospective directors. This is pivotal towards meeting the needs for transparency in the selection and appointment of prospective directors. Information contained in the databases, such as the names, the knowledge, and skills skills and experience of prospective directors will be subject to due diligence check to determine the veracity of the information, Dr. Clark confirmed. He noted that being in a database doesn't mean that you're automatically on the public body board. You have to be selected from the database and then appointed. Dr. Clark informed that persons may be included in a database by nomination by certain interest groups, but this will be subjected to due diligence. 
The minister said that each board will have a competency profile that outlines the core competencies required. The selection procedure will require the financial secretary to prepare a list of all eligible prospective directors from the database who meet the competency profile for the respective boards, he stated. Meanwhile, the regulations do not apply to the Board of Educational Institutions, and they do not apply to ex-officio members of the board, who are the persons, by virtue of their office, named to be appointed to the Board of Public Bodies. Both leaders of the opposition, Mark Golding, and opposition spokesman on finance, Julian Robinson, supported the legislation. Now Grenada reports that the Grenada Cooperative Bank turned a commendable performance for the 2021 financial year, which covers the period of October 1, 2020 to September 30, 2021. Notwithstanding the difficult economic environment caused by measures and forced to deal with or reduce some of the social effects of the COVID-19 pandemic. The bank recorded its eighth consecutive year steady profitability despite the financial and economic crisis increasing by 3%. The bank turns in after-tax profits of 9.9 million EC compared to 9.6 million EC in 2020, said Daryl Bratwit, chairman of the board of directors. This performance primarily reflects effective credit risk management, along with consistent yields on a high value quality and expanding credit portfolio, effective management of the interest expense considering the value of the credit portfolio and growth in other income, he told the media during a news conference on Wednesday. The primary focus of the bank is maintaining high access quality to commercial loan customers and in 2021, the total assets for the bank grew by 11.2% or $143 million EC. A review of the bank's profits and loss statement shows that there were also increased deposits for the period under review. Dominican News Online reports that Dominicans can expect that going forward, long-term resilience, stability, and sustainability will be consistent features of the country's public finances. A bill to adopt the rules-based fiscal responsibility framework was passed last week during the second meeting of the second session of the 10th Parliament. The Fiscal Responsibility Framework aims to foster broad-based, inclusive and sustainable economic growth and development through the implementation of sound financial policies and the reduction of the debt-to-gross domestic product ratio to a sustainable level. The framework supports Dominica's commitment to attain a debt-to-GDP target of 60% by 2035 as a part of the Eastern Caribbean Currency Union. The government has expressed a desire to further enhance transparency and accountability in all matters related to the macroeconomic and fiscal affairs of the state, thereby deepening the involvement of all stakeholders. Gregory Rivera, Dominica's Minister of State in the Ministry of Finance, Economic Affairs and Planning, said in his presentation of the bill to Parliament.
Antigua Newsroom via CMC reports that the worldwide initiative aimed at equitable access to COVID-19 vaccines has ordered St. Vincent and the Grenadines to pay $70,000 U.S. for COVID-19 vaccines that it donated to Trinidad and Tobago in May. Kingston donated 5,000 doses of AstraZeneca to Port of Spain amid a spike in cases in the Twin Island Republic as the vaccines were at risk of expiring because of low uptake in St. Vincent. However, Prime Minister Dr. Rolf Gonzalez said on radio on Wednesday that the COVID-19 vaccine's global access said his government should have returned the vaccines instead of giving them away. Kovac said to us that we gave to Trinidad. We should not have done so. We should have given them back and they would give whoever they want. I think they had somewhere else they wanted to give them, not in the Caribbean. We gave them to Trinidad, so we will have to pay for those. It's about 70,000 U.S. dollars, he disclosed. Gonzalez said that when his Trinidad counterpart, Dr. Keith Rowley, heard about the development, the government offered to pay for the vaccines. I said, no, 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 no. We gave you. So we have to organize. I believe the payment has been made already to $70,000 to COVAX because... If we are getting now through the U.S., I don't want to have any indebtedness to COVAX, Gonzalez said. We are a people of solidarity. That's how we function. Social solidarity, regionally, globally, and nationally. Love thy neighbor as you love yourself. Trinidad has been very generous to us in many, many ways. I can't give you that and ask you to pay for it. Absolutely not. That ain't how we stop. We not stop so, Gonzalez insisted. And finally, La Prensa Latina Media reports that leveraging tax incentives and the lore of its tropical and historical locales, Puerto Rico has served as a shooting location for installments of heavyweight Hollywood franchises, Pirates of the Caribbean and The Fast and Furious, and is now aspiring to become a global film production mecca. The United States Commonwealth has already attracted 72 film productions since 2019 that represents $1.1 billion in economic activity and led to the creation of 9,600 jobs, providing a vital contribution to an island that has been in recession for more than a decade, as first published in La Prensa Latina Media. Puerto Rico is privileged with a climate for year-round filming, according to the director of Puerto Rico's film industry development program, Rosie Acosta, who said that its use of the dollars as currency and intellectual protection laws identical to those in the United States also are a source of confidence for producers. Puerto Rican authorities have a goal of attracting film production companies from all over the world, including Europe, although U.S.-based companies are their priority due to their size, proximity, and common legal framework. Tax incentives offered to film production include production tax credit equivalent to 40% of the payments made to Puerto Rico resident companies and individuals.
an additional 15% production tax credit is available for certain co-production contracts signed with a Puerto Rican company. Puerto Rico has the element for there to be a sustainable industry, Acosta said. The only thing we need is the movie studio infrastructure, but we're hoping to have that completed once and for all. The island has served as a shooting location for films such as The Fast and Furious 5, in which the action supposedly occurring on the streets of Rio de Janeiro in fact took place in the downtown San Juan district of Santuse. The old Puerto Rico fortress of Castillo San Cristobal, meanwhile, was used as a substitute for the exterior of the Spanish fortress in the Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Ties. Luilo Ruiz the chief executive officer and the owner of the Pineta Film Company, Puerto Rico's largest film production entity, said the cinema sector draws a large amount of money to the cash-strapped U.S. Commonwealth and is also significant in job creation. Each of our production employs between 700 to 1,500 people, at least 85% of whom are Puerto Rican, Ruiz said. This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Thursday, December 9th. I'm Keisha Wallace. For more Caribbean news stories and information, visit us online at PulseOfTheCaribbean.com and be sure to like and follow us on Facebook, now Meta.